Welcome to the Rundown with Ramon. I'm so glad you're here today. In today's show, we're going to talk about two things and more. Spending time wisely on LinkedIn. Are you exercising too much? And a lot more we have in store for you. Tips and insights to help you live your best life. And really, in each episode, I'll help you grow your business and improve your life, which includes your family, your health, your finances, and even your faith. And by the way, I have two adult children. I've been married for almost 30 years. I'm a serial entrepreneur, best-selling author of several books, keynote speaker, and you can get to know me better at RamonRay.com. So thanks for watching The Rundown with Ramon. Let's get started. How can I spend my time wisely on LinkedIn? LinkedIn is one of the most popular platforms for business-to-business networking online, the biggest social platform for that, a little different than Facebook and Twitter and other platforms like that. And C-Suite Network had some interesting thoughts. This was by Carol Kamerer of the C-Suite Network. She's an advisor there and an executive branding uh, speaker and author. And here's what Carol says. Be strategic, check your messages, daily, your message icons daily, check your notifications icon, look at your home feed, check your network icon, a lot of different kind of networks to check at least once a week. She says, check the network icon and create your own posts regularly on a schedule you can maintain. So listen, LinkedIn is a bit different, I think, than the other social platforms where there's a bunch of cute cat videos and things like this. LinkedIn is really for that business to business, that professional networking, and you wanna maximize and use your time on it. So Carol, again, from C-Suite Network, what a great tip she shared of how we can be strategic. And really, she's saying, check the messages. Check, 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 check regularly. And I would dare say, engage on other people's posts, share other people's comments, and also be a community member, because if you want people to engage with you and be a part of what you're doing, you also have to be a part of what other people are doing. Many people are going through a part of difficulty, I would say, in these uh, times we're in. And there's an interesting article about how to ask for more money. Uh, here it says here, inflation is rising at record rates. I think we know that. We're arguably in a recession or will be in one soon if we're not already. And it could be a time, especially if you're doing great work, to ask your boss for a raise, to ask for more money on your job. So how can you best do that? Two things here this article brings up. One, focus your conversation on the value that you bring. Sometimes we focus on other things. I deserve it. Look what they're getting it, et cetera, et cetera. But just focus on your value. Focus on what you bring to the company. And since you're bringing more value, let your boss and other executives know you should be compensated accordingly. Another thing they say, start taking on other interviews, whether this be interviews or other jobs. Now be careful of doing this. You don't want to lose the one you have, or at least opening the door and doing a soft interview with other uh, related executives, other related teams, maybe within the same company. If you want to be a millionaire, start thinking like one, right? Bible says, as a man or woman thinketh, so is he or her. Nick Gilmore is a serial entrepreneur with with over 10 years of experience with business startups. And he had an interesting article out that talks about how to think like a millionaire, rather, how do millionaires think? And he says, think about the future you. What does the future you want to look like? That's an important consideration. What would the future you look like, not just today, but in the future, the next three years, next five years, next 10 years? Shake off society's thoughts. Society often gives us thoughts which how they think we should be. But ask yourself, how do you want to be? Or maybe not society, those in your inner circle who you really can trust. Adapt an investment lifestyle. Two things that I think, quote unquote, rich people do, they save their money, live below their means, yes, but they also invest so the money they have can have a return. So adopt a lifestyle of investment. Article goes on and says, write down your ideas. Maybe you have ideas, maybe you have things that you wanna do. What are some of those ideas? What are those some things that you may wanna do for the future? Write them down. Regard big numbers as achievable. This is something that rich people do, the article talks about, or millionaires do. Dream big, dream big. Don't just dream for the present. Don't just think small, but dream big and think and know that you can achieve those numbers. Are you exercising too much? 
this was an interesting article. Exercise can be detrimental at super high volume, says Mark Pataki, an exercise physiologist and assistant professor of medicine at the Mayo Clinic. So what is exercise? Exercise is really ripping muscles apart and rebuilding them. That's what exercise is about. And so the article says, even when done right, exercise works by damaging the body and provoking it to heal. So here's the thing. We know exercise is important, but, but, but depending on the age you're at, depending on your body type, depending on how healthy or not healthy you are, you do want to be careful because if you're exercising too much or exercising too much the wrong thing, you may do more damage than good to your body. So be very careful how you exercise, when you exercise, and more importantly, how much you exercise. This was an interesting headline. Small businesses fall behind on hiring as inflation takes toll. This is interesting. Article says headcounts at companies with fewer than 50 employees declined, declined in three of the past four months, according to ADP payroll data, even as employment at larger firms continued to grow. So smaller companies are having a hard time as we're getting a tightening, uh, a crunching of the economy of hiring. So what can we do? It also says here 63% of small business owners say that hiring challenges are affecting their ability to operate at full capacity. This is according to a June survey in the Wall Street Journal and by Vistage Worldwide. So what can we do about it? Here's a few things that I'd recommend for smaller companies as you're trying to hire the right people and fill those slots. One, have great company culture. If you're not a great company, if you're not a good company, it can be very hard for you to expect to hire people to retain people for that. Hire good people who can refer others to you. The more good people you have in your company who can refer other good people to you, the better chance it'll be that you can hire. Showcase how good your company is on social media. Don't forget to use the platforms you have to showcase what a wonderful place it is for your company to work and always be looking for good people. When you're at the airport, when you're at the soccer match with your kids, when you're at a restaurant, you see somebody who has a spark, somebody who may be a good fit for your business, maybe you may want to consider hiring them. Introducing Uber X Share. Woo, Uber Share is back. I think during the pandemic, Uber uh, cut down or, or stopped its Uber share service, it's back. What I liked about the Uber sharing service, if I had the time and didn't mind picking up other people along to my along my final destination, costs were lower. And I like the serendipity of meeting new people. You just never knew who would join you and the Uber driver in the car or who you'd be getting in the car with in the back or in the front. So I think that's pretty cool. Woo, that Uber is bringing back its sharing program. Mondelisa joins the snack bar wars with its 2.9 billion acquisition of Cliff Bar. Congratulations to Cliff Bar for being acquired by Mondelisa. I think they make Oreos for 2.9 billion. But not just the money's important. Here's the story. Uh, more than two decades ago, Cliff Bar founder Gary Erickson, he rejected an offer to sell the company to Quaker Oats for 120 million, which is a lot of money. But Recently, he and his partner, I believe, decided to sell the company to Mondelisa for $2.9 billion. So what's the lesson learned in this story? What is a lesson learned? I think one, it's know your value, know the value of your company today, and know the value it can be in the future. And it's okay to wait for the right offer. That is okay to wait for the right offer. That's perfect for you. Now, be careful because you may wait, somebody offered you a million dollars and you may wait later and it may be worth less. So it's like playing jump rope or something like that. But again, know your value and know what it's worth. Again, thanks for listening to The Rundown with Ramon. Now for our panel. Up next, we have a power panel that's gonna talk about the things we've just talked about. Stay tuned. And welcome back, welcome back again. Thanks for watching The Rundown with Ramon on Fox. So I am so glad that you're here today. And my favorite part of the show, well, yeah, my favorite part of the show is the panel. So I'm glad you're here. We're going to dive into all the topics you've just heard me talking about. Lolita Walker, I'm going to turn to you 
first, one thing we mentioned is how do I spend my time wisely on LinkedIn? Alita, LinkedIn can be great for some, hard for some, easy for some, challenging for others. I'm curious, what about you and LinkedIn? Is that a love relationship, Lolita? Something you don't like? Do you rock it? Do you not? Talk to us about LinkedIn, Lolita. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, let's talk LinkedIn. Sometimes it's a love-hate relationship, you know, but for my business, you know, entrepreneurs stand up and, you know, you just, it's a great place for professionals to convene. It's a great place to see what's going on. News now feeds through there. You can see, you can really get into audio now too. It's so many things happening on LinkedIn. So I'm a super fan, but sometimes I will tell you, uh, one of your sessions ago, I was listening in. Mm-hmm. One of them was talking about how scammy things can be. And so now it's really just the watch out about knowing that you're going to get what you're going to get, play in it, but use your time wisely. So be intentional when you get on, give yourself a time limit, tell yourself what you're about to do, and then get the heck on out. That's my I strategy. Love <laughs> I love it. David Hill, let me turn to you. What do you think about that, David? I know I'm assuming you're a person, we all use LinkedIn to some degree, David, but I just kind of see you as that real estate, crypto investment, Buffett my body guy. How are you using LinkedIn? What do you say about that? <laughs> yeah, man, I, I use it. I, I think it's a professional network. Well, it is. It's more of a professional network. So I definitely could do better on LinkedIn. Uh, you know, I've had a LinkedIn account for a lot of years. And for me, it's really just getting on there. Um, I, I post stuff. I, I keep it really business focused on LinkedIn more than obviously the other channels where it's more personal stuff. And yeah, there's been a lot of connections made. I think if, you know, if you go in and you, you, you know, people expect you to reach out and talk business, unlike like Instagram, where it's more of a social thing. So I think the expectation is a little bit different. Uh, yet also, I think, you know, to to what uh, Lolita's point is, it can be very spammy and there's a lot of messaging, a lot of people asking me if I want to jump on a phone call with them and all kinds of crazy stuff. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to stop what I'm doing right now and jump on a 15 minute phone call with you. No problem. But yeah, I mean, other than that, I, it's, it's it can be a great network if you use it the right way. And I think for me that one of the things I learned, one of the biggest mistakes I made was um, was not paying attention to a lot of the in, in mails and emails and and I missed out on some things. So it, it kind of opened up my eyes to, you know, you glance through those emails and, and there may be some good stuff in there sometimes. So that's about my extent with LinkedIn. Yeah. And am I hearing you say, David, that you wish that you could do dancing videos on LinkedIn? Is that what I'm hearing you say that you want to go like, done, done? Is that what you're saying? You wish LinkedIn that's returned exactly to David? Exactly what I said. <laughs> yes, exactly. I love it. Robert Kennedy, talk to us, brother. What about you and LinkedIn? Tips, advice? Are you using LinkedIn a lot? Are you more like on the TikToker side? What's your experience, man? Well, before I answer the question, if I put these on, do I look exactly like David? Can you tell us apart? Can you tell us apart? No, I'm playing. Um, (laughs) No, I got got lost there. I couldn't. Lolita, Dr. Janie, did you? Could you You were coming in a little close. It was the bald head. It was the glasses. It was, you know, the color in the beard. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's not bad that's not bad. Love that. it's not bad it's not bad talk to us robert <laughs> well i use linkedin a lot more these days and i think like lolita said set a timer you know decide put it on your calendar like a meeting decide okay i'm going to do linkedin from 9 to 9 30 today and then go on about your business after that you know spend time intentionally one of the things that i'm learning to do lately instead of pressuring myself to do a lot of posting on LinkedIn, finding people that have things that I'm interested in and liking their posts and commenting on their posts, especially if it's a post where there are other people that are involved and engaged as well. Get some traction because a lot of times if you make a a, a comment that is interesting, people are going to click on your comment. They're going to click on checking out who you are as well. So that is a, that is a strategy as well to gain some traction on LinkedIn. That's interesting, Robert, because the next person up is Dr. Jamie Lacey. Were you saying, Robert, to build relationships on LinkedIn? You see how I tie that in, Robert? You see, you see where I'm going with that, right? You see, you, you like that. See, you see what I'm saying? Sometimes I'm smarter, Robert, than I think I am, but um, but I like that. <laughs> Dr. Jenny Lazy, talk to us. What about yourself? Robert just finished saying, and I think he had a point. What I'm hearing him say is relationships on LinkedIn. But what's your perspective, Dr. Jenny Lazy? Talk to us. 
Absolutely. We have to be intentional, right? So when I go on LinkedIn, there's two reasons. I have my business and then I have the Janie Lacey brand. So I'm very intentional in and out. And just as Lolita said, if people are spamming me, they haven't even bought me a drink. They haven't even asked me my name, but yet you want to me to give you a call, right? So keep it moving. So we want to be intentional. We want to build those relationships and we want to get to know people. So just as all the other social media, I'm commenting, I'm liking, I'm congratulating on this position or whatever it may be. So we want to connect and we want to be visible and we want to be intentional with our connection so that when we do have the coffee, Zoom or the business meeting, we've already had some rapport established. So be intentional. LinkedIn is intentional. I think it's great. I think it's absolutely great. I love that. You're so true. Let's keep going around, Robert, a bit. I think LinkedIn is so powerful to our audience. I think many people are using it. And I'll turn to you, Robert. Any notice, any difference have you seen, Robert, between the, uh, as David said, the other platforms that seem a bit more, I don't know what to call it even, but more fun-ish versus LinkedIn. I love LinkedIn. It's rocked my business. But is there a big difference, Robert? Talk to us what you're saying. I'll turn back to you, Dr. Jane Lacey. But Robert, what are you saying? Well, I mean, I think everything has its own personality, right? And uh, Facebook is, you know, now kind of the 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 older platform where you've got the you've got pictures and you've got video and people sharing a lot of what is going on in their lives, right? They they can tell stories written or or verbal or visual. And then Instagram is a little bit different. It's just it's it's images, but now Instagram and, and Facebook, of course, are going more towards reels and kind of that whole TikTok mentality, right? To get attention. LinkedIn is that professional network where people are not on there to discover what's going on in your personal life. They're not on there to discover what's going on, what you had for dinner. Um, if you had lobster or crab late yesterday, they're on there to, to figure out what is trending in the world, um, what is trending in the professional space and how they can utilize that. So um, yeah, it's, it's not necessarily the fun space, but that said, don't shy away from bringing a little bit of your fun to LinkedIn because we are we are in an, in an age of authenticity. We are in a space where everybody sees so much business that they're like, can I get a little peek into who you are? Can I know, like, and trust you just a little bit more? So don't shy away from that totally on LinkedIn. I love that. Dr. Janie, I'm curious, other platforms, I know you have the Dr. Janie Lacey brand and other brands, feel free to talk about that. But my point being, are you one of the platforms, Dr. Janie Lacey? Are you on social media a lot? Not a lot. Talk to us about what you're doing for your brand or brands. Talk to us about that. Yep, absolutely. So LinkedIn is about professional. It's about connection. It's about what we're doing in our business, life counseling solutions. And then Instagram to Robert's point is a little bit behind the scenes. You'll see me dancing a little bit, maybe talking a couple of news clips on my Good Morning America, right? So all the things that we're doing. And as you're mentioning uh, Facebook, Robert, I was feeling a little old because I actually like Facebook. <laughs> has all the things. So we are on all the, the platforms and a remote. I've been dabbling in TikTok. Um, so so I'm, I'm liking it a little bit. I'm liking it a little bit. So right now, TikTok is is, is a thing for me. I'm, I'm on TikTok. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, for me, TikTok and other brands, uh, you know, I, I'm on it a bit, but I think what I had to learn uh, also, David, is for me, is I had to change the algorithms. I was getting a lot of, I'll put interesting videos and things that just weren't good for my soul on the feed of me on TikTok. So I had to hit not interested, not interested, not interested. And then I found David, the algorithms worked for me and I got fed a bit more, but for me, I'm not so much TikTok. I do feed into Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, things like that. David, any thoughts on that other platform just using? Uh, I think in the end, Ramon, it really comes down to where are your people, right? And where, you know, based like LinkedIn is really, the professional, I think everybody's mentioned, it's more of the professional platform. The expectations on there are a bit different. It's more of a, you know, if somebody's not going to get offended for you, at, you know, asking about business on there, where that's probably not the expectation for the most part on Facebook or Instagram. So I think from that perspective, I think it's it's a, it's a great platform. And and yeah, and and I honestly forgot the question you asked me. So that's okay. What I, was the question again? Exactly. I you answered it so well. What? Because <laughs> I forgot the question too. So I love it. I love it. I want to turn to Lolita. Right, Lolita, listen, you're on Clubhouse quite a bit. It's totally different than LinkedIn. I know David Hill's on Clubhouse as well quite a bit. Actually, Dr. Danny Lacey's on there as well. I don't see Robert there someplace, but maybe he's like on a far out system. No, he's shaking his head. No. So, Lolita, can you just touch on Clubhouse a bit? Because what what is your choice that you're saying? I'm on Clubhouse with a live podcast. Then you could be on LinkedIn too, other platforms. Just give us a synopsis of what Lolita E. Walker is doing on these platforms, in particular, why Clubhouse? Just curious. 
Yes, absolutely. You know, Clubhouse is a social app and I have met people from all over the world. So the benefits I see in that one right there is at any time of day, I can go onto the social app, find a plethora of different topics and engage in a juicy conversation. It's all about the conversation. And then what happens over time, you start to find your tribe. Then you get this little addiction because it's, it's this family oriented. Let me go check on Dr. Lacey today. Oh my gosh, I know Dr. Lacey comes on on Thursdays. Let me go listen in and give her support. And so now the type of relationship that we're type of building is a little different. So you remember Dr. Janie Lacey early on said, then when we do have a coffee, it's not as awkward. Forget that. When we when we meet, it's like, hey girl, how you doing? Hey Ramon, hey David, hey Robert. Because you've had these conversations. You could hear it, you could feel it, and you can detect over time if it's consistent and if it's true. So I'm a super fan. Good. Love it. Love it. Love it. All right. We're going to continue to roll, roll, roll. That was amazing. Talk about LinkedIn. We have so many topics. I want to bring in particular David Hill and Dr. Jenny Lacey, you into this next topic I want to touch about, touch on. Everybody can join in, of course. But this is about how to ask for more money. Again, this is just, it's amazing. Everyone, how other people see you, I think is really all that matters to a degree. So when I think of asking for something, I think of David, he's kind of that, that salesperson, that expert in talking to people and Dr. Jenny Lacey with relationships. But my point is the next topic to touch on in the rundown with Ramon, how to ask for more money. In this article, it said inflation is rising at record rates. It jumped 7% on and on it's going. And the point being is that as inflation is rising, I wonder, David Hill, is the, uh, the money we're making uh, meeting with it. And so the point being is that how do we ask for a raise? Two things the article talks about, David. It says, one, focus on your focus the conversation on the value you bring as you're going to your boss. And even for that matter, maybe if you're going to the customer and talking about raising your prices. But touch on that, David. What are you seeing? What would you tell a young person or anybody who's a professional working if they're wondering, how do I sit my boss and ask for more money? What are some things you're finding, David, they could do? Yeah, Ramon. Well, I don't know. You probably don't know this about me, but I've been pretty much an independent contractor for 25 years because I'm pretty much unemployable mm -hmm. when it comes to working for other people. However, however, you know, I think this is a conversation about value, right? And, and when you're really sold and you're confident in what you do, then you can ask for what you want. So me as, as a coach, as a trainer, yeah, everything else is going up. So you do have to keep with everything else. Otherwise, you're going to we're going to fall behind. So we do have to increase our prices. I remember the first time I, you know, I went from, from charging somebody, you know, I was working for, for another coaching company. It was a thousand dollars a month. That was the standard. Well, I wanted to charge more than that. So the first couple of times I asked, I struggled with it. Like it was mm -hmm. this real, like, you know, un, you know, uncertain, uh, tentative, like, well, it's, it's this. And, you know, they, they pick up, people pick up on that. So for me, I first had to get really confident with, with what I was bringing to the table, with my value and, and, and how it's ultimately going to help people. You know, I, I, there was, you know, a client I looked at, you know, I was charging him a, a $1,200 a month, which is not a lot of money for coaching. And his company, his real estate company brought in an extra $300,000 that year in revenue after coaching with me for 12 months. So I want you to think about that. What would that be worth? You know, is it worth, I mean, could it, was it worth 50,000? Is it worth 100,000? Who knows? But the reality is once we, I, I think for, for most of us, we have to first get really comfortable and confident in our ability, get sold on yourself, the value you bring to the table. And then maybe you have to practice a few times. Maybe if you are going to be going to your boss and asking for a raise, then role play it a few times. Go role play it with a wife, role play it with a, with, with a friend or somebody else, or maybe even another coworker. So that the first time you ask, it's not just right in front of the person. So number one, get confident in yourself, get sold on yourself. And then I, I would I would practice that. So that's Love that's it. my advice, Ramon. I hope that's helpful. That was very, and I knew you were an independent dude, unhireable, but I knew you the master of the ass because you know all about Unemployable, that Ramon. That's, I'm, I'm hireable. Just I, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're, you're the mindset of that ninja <laughs> yeah, talking in words. Everybody wants selling. to hire me. They just, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Dr. Danny Lacey, you're all about relationships and more. You deal with, of course, families who do this. But in my opinion, you know that this is a similar thing of the ask, getting what you want. Talk to us. What would you tell that person that's sitting here listening to us? And they're like, Dr. Janie, my revenue stayed at $10 an hour, $50 an hour, whatever it is. And I need to increase it. Talking about similar to what David said, what would you advise people? What's that emotional connection to make the ask and get what we want? How do we do that, Dr. Jenny Lacey? 
Well, Ramon, what I would say is I would talk to myself because I'm a faculty member with the International Institute of Trauma Addictive Professionals, and I just asked for a raise three months ago, and I got it. So I walked in my own shoes and my own advice, and I'll tell you exactly what I did. So one, before I even had the conversation with the person who signs the check is I wrote out a list of all the things that I brought to the organization, which was above and beyond what my job description was. That was the first thing. And the second thing is I reviewed all of my feedback forms or the survey comments after I taught their students and I collected all of them and I put them in a spreadsheet. So I knew the feedback that I was getting to the table and I was one of their top faculty members and I knew the value that I was bringing and I knew the people that I brought to their organization. So I got all of those things together. So when I had the conversation to David's point, I led with the value. I enjoy working with this organization. I've been here for several years. It's been such an honor, da, 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 da. And you know, as I reviewed my time here, these were the things that I was so honored to bring to the table. And you know, I want to look forward to continue to stay with the organization. So with that being said, when I look at all the different opportunities that I have, you know, there's some things that I would like to see myself being able to increase here with the organization. And I asked for a certain dollar amount and we went back and forth and negotiated. And I just taught two weeks ago at my new rate. <laughs> that is fabulous. And I hope everybody sees what she does, Robin, I'm coming to you. I hope everybody sees that Dr. Jenny Lacey, she planned it. And I think I like how you said you didn't just go and say, I want to get paid more. You started with gratitude, with thanks. I think in the South, we call that um, butter them up, I think, as we say. Um, so I think that was awesome. Robert, add to that, brother. Go ahead. Talk to us. <laughs> you know what? I, I love what Dr. Lacey just said. And I think yeah, I, I can add to that, not just only writing down and preparing it. We want to also go in with a mindset that you're not defending yourself, right? Because a lot of times we say, we're trying to figure out, okay, I'm good. And, and we make a checklist and we walk in and, and it's kind of like we're, we're arming ourselves because we're like, yeah, if they come at me, this is what I'm going to say. This is how I'm going to respond. No, you're not defending yourself. What you are doing is establishing worth, right? So my very first business coach, one of the things that he had me do, we walked through this entire process and I'll make the story short. Um, we walked through this entire process of me um, figuring out what my hourly rate was. And, and I started out at like $50 an hour and he told me double that. And I said, okay. And he said, how did that make you feel? Um, I said, I'm okay. And then he said, what if you double that? Right. So now we're at 250. I was like, and I'm freaking out a little bit. He said, here's what I want you to do. You have this awkward relationship with money. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to write, my rate is $250 an hour. And I want you to put that on an index card and I want you to tape it to the front of your monitor. And I want you to repeat it 10 times a day. Right. So that's what I did. And I finally began to hear myself in my head. My rate is 250. That was back in the day when I charged hourly. I don't do that anymore. But the point is, get comfortable, get comfortable hearing yourself, repeat your worth to yourself so that when you're in the situation, you're not defending yourself. I think that is amazingly powerful. Lilita, what did you think when you heard that uh, from these uh, amazing people here? What's your added value on this? I know you coach uh, female founders, entrepreneurs, and others about this, their power and more. Uh, talk to us, Lilita, from your perspective. Yeah, I love what we talked about. You know, it is knowing your worth when you walk in the door. And that's the biggest thing. I'm a fan of affirmations. And so when you know the strengths that you stand upon and you know the value that you've given to the organization, how have you contributed to the vision? How have you contributed to the business results? When you can come in with that, it makes the conversation so much easier. Also, I am also a fan. Here's a nugget right here of an I am wonderful folder. Let me talk about it. An I am wonderful folder is something it's, it, you can have multiple, you can have an electronic I am wonderful folder and a physical I am wonderful folder. So as you get these accolades from your manager, oh my gosh, that was such a great thing from your clients. Oh, wow. This is what you've done. This is the transformation. What I want you to do is slide them right on over there because sometimes, especially if you, when you're still in corporate is that you get to your review time and you're like, what the hell did I do? all year. No, no, no. I want you to be able to showcase, look at all of these amazing things so that now you bring it to the table. And just, just like Dr. Janie, what are you able to do? Stand upon them. And what that also does is increase your confidence before you walk in. It's so good. <laughs> that is powerful, powerful, powerful. What's that folder called again? What, what's that folder? I am wonderful. 
Did they I sell like a staples or Home Depot on Amazon? I mean, how's that, how do you get that folder? <laughs> it's right here. <laughs> Go ahead and put it in your put it in your email right there. I am wonderful. <laughs> I love it, Lita. That is powerful, powerful, powerful. Anybody else wanted to comment before we go to the next topic? All right, all right, all right. We're gonna move forward. This is so good. And by the way, before we go on, can each of you just take a minute and talk to the audience about your your uh, what you do, how you, what what you do to serve people, what problems you solve? Um, Lolita, I'll just go back to you and start. Just talk a little bit about who Lolita E. Walker is. I know you do so much. But give it, distill that into the one or two people you serve and what you do, especially for the audience who's listening who may want to be in touch with you. Talk to us, Alita. Okay. The couple people I serve, you know, just a little bit here and there. One is a power woman, a power woman who might be listening in right now. And what I do is I help her to, to increase her clarity, her confidence, and her commitment and how she walks, talks, and behaves. I take her from where she is and help her propel to absolutely where she needs and deserves to be. Done. Now, I also work with some of your favorite organizations because they bring me in as a keynote or as an MC, really to light it up in there so that I can really gift those same nuggets to their power organization and then help them to increase their clarity, confidence and commitment. I bring it all and leave you with some juicy nuggets along the way. I love it. So when you leave the stage, Alita, it's just destroyed. Like the wood is just in shambles. Just Dr. Jenny Lace, I'm going to turn to you next. Please, again, thanks so much for being here. We so appreciate your value. Spend some time and help us understand who Dr. Jenny Lacey is, who she serves, what she does. Introduce yourself again to this audience. Yep, absolutely. Wear many, many hats, but the specific hat that I wear is I help women heal from toxic relationships so they can thrive not only in their love and their life, but in their business. And it's birthed out of the legacy of my sister, Carmen, um, who's no longer with us. But I'm also the CEO of Life Counseling Solutions. We're a full service counseling center. We have 10 therapists. We all specialize in different areas in Florida. And then um, also the faculty uh, member with the International Institute of Trauma and Addictive Professionals. So what that means is I teach other therapists how to work with women, trauma, sex, and love, among many hats. I love that. If you ever want to move to like the Northeast in this period of like December to April, December to March, you're welcome to. I can give you a shovel and some salt bags. You're welcome <laughs> to if you want to leave that warm Florida weather. Just saying, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> love Florida. I'm not leaving. <laughs> Florida's amazing. Florida's amazing. All right. David Hill, talk to us, brother. Talk to us a little bit about what you do, who you serve, uh, and, and who you provide value to, please. Yeah, Ramon. I, I work with salespeople. I help salespeople with connection. Uh, conversion, uh, you know, following up, handling objections, and ultimately closing the sale, and just helping other people. Uh, you know, I'm a, a Cardone certified trainer, so I train off Cardone University, which I believe is some of the best sales training in the in the on the whole planet. And I'm also a success certified coach. The brand Success been around for over a hundred years. They have a holistic coaching program, and I'm certified with that as well. So I help people just become all all in all a better salesperson and a better human being, Ramon. And you definitely do and do that. I've heard you live on Clubhouse and other times, you know, you've called people like, ma'am, do you want to buy this red cup? She's like, no, no, I have a, I have a thousand red cups already. <laughs> By the time the half an hour is over, she's buying 10,000 more from David Hill. Thank He's you. the real deal. <laughs> Robert you, Kennedy, talk to us, brother. Help us understand a bit what you do, who you serve in the world. Robert Kennedy, the third. Hey, brother, I believe that everyone's words deserve to be heard. And so, therefore, I help people to create and deliver messages that move. I work with small business owners, business leaders who need to create visibility for themselves. And I help them to do that through more confident communication, especially using the art of business storytelling. So if you want to communicate more effectively, if you want people to move to action based on your messages, Hit your man up. And speaking about being on stage, Lolita leaves the stage in shambles. I leave the stage a mess. How about this? Come on, you got to make me big again. I, I, I need to shit a mess. Really? Here we go. Here we go. Okay, let me say. So, so finish the thought. Let me do. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. All right, everybody, let's move forward here to our next topic of the day. We're talking about how to ask for money. Another thing is this aspect of how to think like a millionaire. This is an interesting topic. Robert Kennedy, I'm going to throw this back to you again. And I'm not saying everybody has to be a millionaire. I think everybody has the potential to be one. But I think it's, it's about mindset is what the article was talking about. The mindset of millionaire. People have talked about Warren Buffett, etc. And I think four things to recap 
Think about the future you. Shake off society's thoughts. Adopt an investment lifestyle. Write down, Alicia just talked about writing, write down your ideas and regard big numbers as achievable. Any one thing you want to pull out of there, Robert, think about the future you. Shake off society's thoughts. Adopt an investment lifestyle. Write down your ideas. Uh, regard big numbers as achievable or anything else on this aspect of think like a millionaire and or if anybody disagrees, that's fine too. But that's one thing, news nugget, we brought up today on The Rundown with Ramon. Robert, talk to us. Wow, that is, uh, I love that list. My, one of the first books that my dad bought me um, when I was an adult was Secrets of a Millionaire Mind by T. Harv Ecker. And I love that book, flipped my mindset around what money was. So when you talk about shaking off society's thoughts or adopting an investment lifestyle, a lot of times we are grown and we we think about buying stuff or we try to think about buying more stuff. And we think our life is going to be better when we buy more stuff. If you get into a lifestyle where it's an investment, right, you think totally different. They say that poor people think about how much, um, what their salary is. Wealthy people think about net worth, right? And that's very different. So I love that investment lifestyle stuff. I love it. I love it. Powerful. Dr. Jenny Lacey, talk to us. Any thoughts on this, the aspect of thinking like a millionaire, whether it's actuality or not? What is your perspective uh, from your lens of the world? What does that mean when you hear those thoughts? Yep, absolutely. The first thought I have is first, we have to understand what we think about when we think about money, right? So if we come from a lack mentality and from my family, it was about paying the bills and living paycheck to paycheck. So taking that shift of understanding of what we were birthed in and then looking at money, then that's the mindset that Robert talked about, changing that mindset. And sometimes it's about the possibilities of things that we've never seen. So the possibilities that I've never seen a millionaire, so I'm the first one in my family. But part of that was changing the mindset that Money is about a tool of freedom. It's about health. It's about options. It's about choices. And it's about that I can say yes when I want to make this charitable donation. Or I can say yes when I want to fly to California at the last minute to film a documentary, right? So it's about choices and it's not about things. So I think we want to consider what we think about, where we come from, and where we want to go. And what does it mean to us today? Yeah, and you're so right about that, Dr. Jenny Lacey. I had a conversation with uh, one of my family members Robert, should I just say who it was? Should I just like, you know, I'm just going to call him. I'm just going to pull him, call him out. My wife. Um, so we talked about <laughs> wealth building, Dr. Jamie, and things like this. And the point I'm making, we talked about this offline. After we had the conversation and I could explain what I meant, I could, she could explain what she meant. I understood more where she came from and she understood where I came from, where I want to go. We connected. So I guess what I'm trying to say is that I affirm the aspect of just everybody thinks about it and comes and a lot of it's a, a mind game. Does that make sense, Dr. Jamie? Absolutely. It's a, it's a mindset. And if we have money as security or if money is freedom, so we want to understand, especially in the context of a relationship, most of the time money, people can see it differently unless to your point that you have conversations and then you come together and you have shared goals. So it doesn't mean that your wife has to think exactly how you think, but you have, she has to kind of buy into the right. shared goals. So when the two of you are spending money, saving money, investing money, that you understand where you're trying to, trying to go. Yeah, for sure. David Hill, I've heard you talk quite a bit on Clubhouse Breakfast with Champions, the mutual group that many of us are in about money. You're in real estate and finance and investing. You've been doing it for a while. Talk to us. Well, oh, yes. I, David Hill, guess what, David? I came to David Hill already because you said one of the first was I, I came to you, David Hill, already or did I not? Uh, you have Robert? not come to me on no, this I didn't come to you topic yet. Okay. yet. That's okay. Great, good, great. So, Everybody who's watching today, don't worry about it. Ramon Ray is getting older. He got distracted. Hey, Calm down, dude. audience. Everybody who's Let's, marching outside my home, it's okay. <laughs> David Hill, talk to listen, us. Dude, I forgot the question earlier. So if anything, we're, awesome. it's, it's good. It's good. <laughs> talk to uh, David. So I, I'm going to just, you know, I'm just going to, uh, you know, uh, write off uh, Jack Janie's coattails there on you know on on you know it's it's a journey we grew up really uh you know my family grew up really really poor so i had a lot of stuff that was there that was kind of holding me in a certain place that i wasn't even aware of you know although i'd be writing down my goal every year i'm gonna make a million dollars this year i didn't really believe that mm. deep down i didn't believe i could i didn't even know it was possible so it took a lot of years and a lot of work on myself to even start earning wealth to start creating wealth so for me, it's it's a, it's been a journey. I I think working on those those deep beliefs, working on identity, all that stuff. And and I'll tell you, um, I've got a lot of very very high net wealthy friends, and 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 I'll tell you the intentionality they have, the way they protect their time, the way they protect the people around them, their environment, 
Um, I think from my, you know, that I think that is, is going to be critical for anybody. When you start getting up into those types of rooms, you know, when you start getting in those environments, you're, you know, you're going to see people that are really, really, it's a lot more intentionality. At least that would be the thing I would add to this conversation. So I love it. No, that word intentionality, intentionality, I think it's so important. Lolita, and by the way, you know, when you're doing a host, you got five or four amazing hosts. Sometimes you get distracted. You're like, wait a minute, did I go to Dr. Jenny Lacey already? Did I go to Robert? My mind's just spinning, spinning, spinning. So uh, Lolita, talk to us. Robert, Robert's trying to confuse me. Don't try, Robert. No, Lolita, talk to us about money, wealth. What do you do, Lolita? Uh, talk to us about your perspective. This I love, I love what was did. already said. I'm not even going to keep it too long. Here's the thing is that when we are intentional about it, I happen to believe that uh, sometimes it's not where you come from. It's where your mindset goes on where you want to be. And sometimes one could say, well, if you don't have the opportunity, then where are you going to go? Right. Mm -hmm. You might not have opportunity in your life. And what I say about that is that um, you know, sometimes you just have this instinct of curiosity. And I was watching something yesterday and it was the exposure to things, the seeing something and being inquisitive and leaning in the, oh my gosh, I've never seen um, long broccoli before. Well, that's broccolini or, oh, that's asparagus. Let me talk to you about it. Like being curious. So sometimes it's not where you've been. It's really asking questions that'll help you get in because you know that there's gotta be something else out here. Like I, there's gotta be more to life than this thing right here, you know? So just wanted to add that piece there and a money mindset. I love what Dr. Janie did say about what do you think of when you think of money? Because sometimes it's getting yourself around the environment to really understand what money can do for you, how it's not a crutch and how it can be used to help you build wealth, right? That is so powerful. And, and Lolita, I think it's also interesting. I'd be curious by show of hands or not. Has anybody ever been yourself in a situation where you had to learn a new culture of word I'll call it higher level, if that's the right word, if y'all know what I mean. And going back to broccolini or asparagus, or I, I had a family member who, who said he was going to get horse divorce uh, at an event, you know, orders. And, and it's funny, Robert. Yes, but but I get it. it listen, yeah, I grew know. up on East Flatbush. I just yep. knew pork fried rice and chicken wings. And I'm, if I told too long, I'll cry. Pork fried rice and chicken wings was a, it still is a treat, by the way. I have no shame. We, yep. the Ray family, gets pork fried rice and chicken wings. But growing up, that was like a treat. Your mama or the minister I was living with, she said, here's $3, $4. I'd run and get four chicken wings and a, and maybe a white rice if anybody grew up in an urban city. So yep. that was a treat. So orders, what the heck is that? Or yep. escargot, bonjour. I'm like, why didn't you just say it was a snail? So anybody want to jump in there? Just curious, this aspect of learning a new language. Anybody been there before? Just talk to me. I've been there. Yeah, you've been I know I've been there. You know, I didn't grow up knowing all of the things. When I started working, my very first job, I made more than my mom and dad made together. Mm. You know, I remember going out in my, you know, the wine and dine and we felt so good. They took us out to this fancy, not they, my manager took us out to what we thought was a fancy, super fancy restaurant. I, now, I think it was McCormick and Schmidt. And we were like, oh, and I remember that my manager slid over an envelope. And inside it was the salary that she wanted to offer me. Mm -hmm. And my father picked it up and he opened it up and he said, we'll take it. And now I know everybody's like, right. And we didn't know what we didn't know. But sure. what he saw was, look, girl, this is good. But what he didn't recognize and what I came to learn later was that it was only $1,000 over what they could offer the bare minimum of coming in. But you don't know what you don't know because I didn't have anybody to really ask that was in corporate already. And so as you get in there and you start to pick up these things, we got to pull people up. That's why I led the African-American Affinity Network, no matter what business unit I was in, because there's always these unspoken rules. So the whole notion of this thing about money is mm. helping people now that you know a little bit better. So I love that you said that because my family lived off Lefferts Ave in Brooklyn. And I tell you, we didn't we didn't eat pork fried rice. But what we did eat was we're Jamaican. So we did eat that chicken patty in that beef patty from come on now corner, okay come on now you took a you took a you took a dollar cap dollar cap dollar cap you took a you took a all right let's keep moving on here this is so fun i'm curious i'm gonna stay in this shot right here show of hands whatever the next <laughs> we're looking at the back chat we're having a good time again thanks for watching the rundown with ramon are you exercising too much was interesting i must say when i read that robert i was like yes 
somebody realizes that it's too much. I can eat Snickers, Doritos, and Coca-Cola and watch Netflix. Then I realize further that's not what they meant. But the point is, Robert, I'll turn to you first real quick. We'll go around and we'll move on. We have about eight minutes to go. Is that the, I think exercise is about tearing the body and healing it. That's the essence of getting muscles and all that. And the, the article was just pointing out, be careful. Some of you who are like gym rats, like David, who like lives for health and lives to, to have his body aligned. They were just saying, be careful. You don't do it too much. Robert, thoughts on that real quick, and then we'll go a whole round. Who, anybody? By the way, curious, who here is a fitness person? Anybody fit, work out on a regular basis? Okay, good. I'm raising my hand a little bit. I do walks and things like this, but Robert, talk to who us. Who should be a fitness person? Oh. <laughs> talk to us, Robert. <laughs> well, listen, man, I think it really is about the, the, the moderation and knowing where you are at a specific time. Uh, several months ago, probably last November, I came across this program. I said, let me do this. It was called 75 hard. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's like the exercise program. You got to exercise twice a day for at least 45 minutes. One of them has to be outdoors. You got to do that for 75 days in a row and you can't eat sugar. You can't do so. You got to drink like more than a gallon of water every day. Right. And so I said, I'm going to do this. I'm a rock star. I'm going to do this. And so I did it for like, and I got up to like day 28. And there was one day, day 29, I'm exercising and I'm doing push-ups on the floor. And I came up and my entire room began to spin. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm, 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 I'm getting vertigo. I'm getting some, something just crazy. I'm drinking too much water. My wife said, you drank too much water. You, you, you like went hardcore because my wife says I only have two speeds, zero and 100. I'm like, I'm going to go all the way. So, man, I, I ramped up yeah. into yeah. this thing too fast. So it's not so much that I was exercising too much. I was starting at a certain spot and I said, let me go hard. And you've got to know where you are in order to jump into something. I love it. David Hill, quick thoughts on that. I know you work out all the time and you're a healthy person. Quick thoughts for the audience. When you read that head, when you see the headline, are you exercising too much? What say ye? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm going to say, I, I personally don't, I don't think I exercise too much. I exercise sure. every day. I've been doing it for, you know, 35 years, but not every day is an intense workout. Some days is just, you know, uh, taking a walk. Some days is a jog. Some days is push-ups and sit-ups. I just like to keep the body movement. I think movement is critical. And and for me, it's, it's, it's been phenomenal. I'm really, you know, grateful to be in really, really good shape. I just had my physical last, uh, last week, coincidentally, you know, I'm, I'm 52. Um, the, 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 the nurse was like, wow, like I like, well, you know, yeah, the, the wow is just a result of 35 years of pretty much working out on a daily basis. So I've, I'm pretty, David, extreme, David, you know, I'll David, be honest. Not just the nurse said, well, I've seen some IG. I said, wow. Well, so I'm I, I look, well, I appreciate that. Well, I think she did. Yeah. Overall. I, I mean, and, and, and again, I think I said this this morning, it's just, it's just showing up every day. There's, it does, there's nothing special about what I do. Um, you know, it's just, it's just showing up. Anybody can do it and you can start now, by the way. And it, it doesn't have to be like, I've, I've done an Ironman race, which changed me in a lot of ways. It changed my mindset. It changed me mentally. It created breakthroughs and not just fitness, but in other areas of my life, you don't have to do that if you don't want to, but do something to push yourself. And I'll end with this Gary Keller, who mentored me for about four years. Uh, you know, he's the founder of Keller Williams Realty he said, if you don't take care of your body, where are you going to live? Mm. And it's always stuck with me, you know, and, and I mean, I'm, I'm just a, so, yes, I, I believe that um, you should be working out. You should be taking care of yourself and uh, it should be a part of your your normal routine. So you can have all the money in the world. And you can have everything else you want. But if you don't have your health, then trust me, it, it, it makes no difference. So, yeah, no, I appreciate it. Well, don't trust me because I don't know the answer to that, but I'm just saying <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess that it would make no difference. I love it, David. I love that. it. And definitely you you encourage me when I see you work out. Dr. Jenny Lacey, yeah. I was talking to Simone Biles a few times last night, gold-winning U.S. gymnast. And she did the same thing to me. She said, Ramona, ain't nothing. Anybody can do it like David. She said, no, no, no. Isn't it? Stop. I'm, I'm complimenting you in reverse, David. It is something, brother. It is something. That discipline is something. But uh, Dr. Jenny Lacey, you work out. You exercise a lot. When you see that headline, just curious. Let's have some fun. What do you think? Can you exercise too much? What, what would that mean to you? And it means two things. One, there are clients that do exercise too much from a disordered place, right? So binge and purge from a place of control. 
So I do know that there is disordered working out and the binge and purge. But for me personally, you know, through COVID, I did a savage race. I did my half marathon. And like David, I work out every day and I do 20 minutes of cardio every day. And I believe anyone can do this. You can pull up a YouTube video, do a hip hop workout, whatever that may be. And my personal philosophy is as professionals, we are our brand. So mm. if I'm walking around and someone's looking at me and they want to take psychological advice and they're looking yep. at me and they're like, oh, she don't even take care of herself. I mean, just as a hairdresser, I'm not going to go to a hairdresser, so to speak. And I look at her hair and I'm like, she's not doing her hair. She, what's she going to do with mine? So that's my personal belief. So I believe in moderation and a little bit each day to keep myself strong, keep myself focused. And I also did the um, the the hard challenge and I can still continue to read each day and drink water each day. So I picked up some good habits for that. But I do believe we want to think about what our intention is with exercising. I love it. I love it. That is powerful. Listen, Lolita Mondelez, who owns the Oreo brand, uh, bought Cliff Bar for $2.9 billion, Lolita, a few years before. I think it was 10 years before. Uh, another brand, Oat Quaker Oats, wanted to buy them for $120 million. Point being, it seems like Lolita, they knew their value. They waited and they got whatever that percentage increase is from 120 million. They said, nah, we'll wait. They got 2.9 billion. Talk to us, Lolita, about the aspect of valuing yourself, valuing yourself, being willing to wait. What does that mean to you when you hear that, Lolita Walker? That's it. You set the pace. You set the pace. We talked about it earlier, knowing your worth. And sometimes when you dangle that money that we also talked about, you're like, mm, this seems pretty good. But really chatting with people, looking at your financials, looking at how you've been growing, you seated inside. You know, you sold companies before, right? Sometimes you get to that place and you're like, ugh, ugh. But when you have a community that can say, hold on, wait a minute, Ramon. Hold on, wait a minute, Cliff Bar. Look at this right here. People starting to say they like it. Do a couple focus groups, you know? Get your money's worth because you know your worth. I think that's great. There's always going to be something that says, I don't know. I think I want to go in. I think I want to go in. And sometimes you got to get outside of yourself to bring somebody in to help you with seeing objectively. I'm a fan. Congratulations on that. Indeed. Seeing objectively. I love it. I love it. No, for sure. And I think it's all about value and, and the time. We can go on this in depth. I want to end on a high note. I'm going to turn to you, Dr. Jenny Lacey. Uber, I don't know who's a fan or who's not, but Uber's bringing back Uber Share, where you could like get into a car and share a ride. I'm excited about it. For me, Dr. Jenny, it's like the serendipity. I just like, you know, if, I, if I'm in a rush, then I go solo in my Uber. But I kind of like I'm at a big event and you see a line of people, you know, we all go into the same place, but nobody's talking to each other. I do UberX and there you know, a, a Dr. Janie Lacey hops in the car. 30 minute, 10 minutes conversation. I get to know somebody new. So that's my perspective, Dr. Janie Lacey. What do you think? UberX, bring it back, share, yay or no? Absolutely bring it back. I'm all about paying attention to who you're sitting on the airplane with, who you're riding the car with, who you're taking a class with. And sometimes people have a lot of social anxiety. So by you being the one, Ramon, that says, hey, where are you going? What are you doing in LA? I mean, it can open up a conversation and you never know who you can meet. So there's always an opportunity. And I'm a big believer that you leave people better than when you first met them. And sometimes it could just be a hello. Sometimes it can be nice shirt, nice necklace, whatever that may be. You can be the change that can really bring someone a, a brighter, a brighter day. So bring it back. <laughs> I love it indeed. David Hill, what do you think, man? Uber bringing back Uber share. Are you doing backflips with excitement or like Ramon? I don't even care. Talk to us, David. What are you saying? <laughs> yeah, man, I just did far too many Ubers. I just got back from Orlando yesterday and, uh, but Hey, I'm, I'm cool. I'm cool either way. You know, I think, um, it can, I'll, I'll go either way with it. If somebody needs to share a ride, I'm fine with that. Maybe some people need that. It, it's going to be helpful for some people that maybe Uber is, uh, you know, it's a stretch for them. So yeah, I'm, I'm a fan um, either way, brother. So yeah, thank you. That's that's for sure. The communicator, Robert. What are you saying to Uber? You happy or not? Uh, it's a no for me, dog. No, I, I, I want to stand in the car by myself. I want I want to chill. I don't want to talk. I want to decompress. I'm going to a speaking engagement. I don't want to speak right now. I want to chill. I want to be me. <laughs> so Robert, you're one of those guys, the Uber drivers yakking, yakking the storm. And you're like, dude, please stop. I got to focus and concentrate. That's you. I just I just throw my head back and, and close my. <laughs> I love this. Y'all have been a bunch of fun. Listen, here we got Robert Kennedy, the third Lady E. Walker, David Hill, Dr. Janie Lacey. Thank you for watching the panel with the rundown with Ramon on Fox Soul. And we'll see you next time.